Welcome to Trusting the Truth with Samuel Tolley, where we view the world through the lens of Jesus Christ. We do not view Jesus Christ through the lens of the world. How you doing? This is Sam Tolley with Trusting the Truth. And I want to talk about more climate madness. I mean, this is truly madness, folks. And we really need to pay attention to it. You know, unfortunately, many of us do not want to pay attention to it because it is madness. And we think it's so stupid that it's like, why bother? But I've done shows previously where I showed where they want to get rid of the combustion engine and make us drive electric cars, cars that the batteries are no good. They don't last any time. You know, and, and I've seen people or, or videos and pictures of folks stranded on the highways in frozen wastelands because, you know, when the, when the cars are super cold, the batteries don't hold the charge as long. And they try to find a charging station to get their car going. And then also they're trying to get us to stop eating meat. I did a show where I was showing you where they're making bug sandwiches, where they're making bugs and the chips and the meat. And they're also making lab meat because they want us to get to, to stop eating meat. These people want to control our lives. These elites like the World Economic Forum and all these so-called rich, smart elite people. They're so smart, they're stupid. Well, now the the president of the World Health Organization, he's pushing harder to get us to stop eating meat. He's sitting around talking about we need a plant-based diet to save humanity. I read recently where folks are talking about uh, you know, climate change and the CO2, I believe, is caused by us breathing. So, so I guess they want us to stop breathing. The whole thing is ridiculous. Look at this small clip of this health organization guy trying to tell us by if we reduce eating meat, they can save, what, six million people? Look at this mess. Our food systems are harming the health of people and planet. Food systems contribute to over 30% of greenhouse gas emissions and account for almost one-third of the global burden of disease. Transforming food systems is therefore essential by shifting towards healthier, diversified, and more plant-based diets. If food systems delivered healthy diets for all, we could save 8 million lives per year. WHO is committed to supporting countries to develop and implement policies to improve diets and fight climate change. I'm therefore very pleased that over 130 countries have signed the COP28 UAE Declaration on Climate and Health. Together, we can protect and promote the health of both people and planet. Excuse me not saving six million, but saving eight million people. If we get a more plant-based diet. Now all these jokers is running around here trying to get us to quit eating meat. 
they get a, they go to Davos and Paris and all these places and they have their filet mignons and their Yago steaks and all that stuff, you know, and they fly their private planes. They eat meat. They eat whatever they want to eat. This is not about saving the planet. This is about controlling us. This is about scaring mankind into submission. I want to share an infograph that was prepared by Epoch Times. You know, I did a nice long series on climate change, like three videos you can find in past podcasts. But here's a nice summary of articles that they condensed. And it's going to go way back and bring you up to the uh, present. So let's look at this together. Infograss climate scientists credibility hurt. Okay. Let's look at this thing. See what they have to offer. As climate experts warn of looming catastrophe, faulty past forecasts hurt their message. That is the point. Faulty past forecasts. They've done it time and time and time again. It's like the the, the, the kid crying wolf, and nobody's paying attention. You, we need to pay attention and hold them accountable for the stuff they said. And this article was presented on Christmas Day. Humanity has only a few years to act before the world may irreversibly plunge into an environmental catastrophe of global proportions, climate experts warned in a rep recent report. Their calls are muffled, however, by dozens of past dramatic predictions uh, that have failed to pan out. They do this stuff all the time, telling us, you know, it's going to end. You know, the world's coming to an end. We must do something to save the planet. Well, that's not what God said. God said in Genesis that we are supposed to subdue the earth. We're supposed to use the resource he gave us, and we're supposed to populate it. Feel the earth is what he said. Okay, let's keep continue. Environmental experts have predicted doom for many decades. Most, though not all, of the pronunciations involve climate catalysm that appears to be just around the corner, only to fizzle out as the deadline approaches. You know, it always fizzles out as <clears throat> the failed predictions pile up. Climate experts appear to be more cautious in making their predictions too specific. It reminds me of when the Jehovah Witnesses used to talk about uh, the end of the world's coming. They did it all the time, and now they're not as, you know, specific. When these so-called prophets and prognosticators sit over here and tell you what's going to happen and it doesn't happen, don't listen to them anymore. As, they fail, as the failed predictions pile up, climate experts appear to be more cautious in making their predictions too specific. The current general consensus among climate change proponents is that the weather events such as droughts and storms will become more prevalent or intense. The recently released short-form report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, 
IPCC, warns that unless carbon emissions are cut drastically and promptly, the planet will warm roughly an additional 1.1 to 2.4 degrees Celsius by 2100. That would lead to high or very high risk of wildfire damage, prima force degradation, biodiversity loss, dry land, water scarcity, and tree mortality of, excuse me, on the land, and loss of warm water corals in the sea. Most of the severe risks are asserted with moderate or low confidence, meaning that underlying evidence is lacking or inconclusive. Let me translate. They want to keep scaring the hell out of people to make them submit to whatever nonsense they're offering up this time. The full IPCC report hasn't been released yet. One of the most famous climate experts, Michael Mann, criticized the IPCC for being overly conservative. Oh, he's a real fear monger in predicting catastrophic uh, consequences of climate change, including ice sheet collapse, sea level rise, and the rise in extreme weather events inside climate news report. <clears throat> However, it has been exactly these kind of bold predictions that have undermined experts' credibility in the past. Environmentalist uh, Born uh, Lomberg has collected some such failed predictions in his book, False Alarm, How Climate Change Panic Costs Us Trillions. You hear that, folks? Trillions of dollars spent on nonsense as if our taxes aren't high enough. It makes me wonder, do these people really believe this mess or is there money to be made in it? Or maybe both. There is money to be made in Bill Gates buying up farmland and at the same time helping uh, companies make food out of bugs. If you can get people to quit buying, uh, eating beef and start eating bugs and you got invested in it, there's money to be made. Let's see, where were we? Uh, however, okay, environmentalists, okay, I already said that, and trillions, hurt the poor and fail to fix the planet. Geologist and electrical engineer, Tony Heller, who frequently criticizes what he considers fraud in current mainstream climate research, I believe there's fraud all in that mess, has made it, excuse me, a reoccurring theme of his climate science blog to point out failed and dubious predictions. Examples are plentiful stretching back almost a century. Now listen, people, we're getting ready to get into the meat of the stupid stuff. So you don't have to be afraid because these people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Timeline. Climate change scientist credibility hurt. Let's look at it. Uh, let's get on down to these predictions. Oh, whoops. Going too fast. Let me back it up. Okay. December 1939. All the glaciers in eastern Greenland are rapidly melting. 
the Harrisburg, Pennsylvania Sunday Courier reported. It's a newspaper. It may be, without exaggeration, excuse me, it may, without exaggeration, be said that the glaciers, like those in Norway, face a possibility of catastrophic collapse. Professor Hans Hallman, a Swedish geologist, said in a report to the Geographical Society after his Arctic expedition, as cited by the paper. In fact, the Arctic ice has been rescinding since 1918. According to a 1923 New York Times article, last winter, oceans did not freeze over, even on the north coast of Spitsbergen, the article said. By comparison, this winter, sea ice did reach the shore of Spitsbergen, though in low concentrations. Back then, however, the meltdown seemed nowhere near done. So we got glaciers dying, right? In 1939, 1947, May, the ocean will inundate us. The possibility of a prodigious rise in the surface of the ocean with resultant widespread inundation arising from an Arctic climate phenomenon were discussed yesterday by Dr. Hans Hallman, a noted Swedish geophysicist and, excuse me, at the University of California Geophysicist Institute, an article in the West Australian read, the Arctic change is so serious that I hope an international agency can speedily be formed to study the conditions of a global base basis. So they're still scared about the Arctic thing from 1939. Now this is 1947. Oceans are going to rise. Let's go to 1958, October. This is six years after I was born. Ships will sail over the North Pole. Some scientists estimate, scientists, remember Fauci saying, you know, you got to believe the science, follow the science, right? All the time these jokers talk about science, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They like to use words that people don't understand to make them look bigger when they don't know nothing. Some scientists estimate that the polar ice pack is 40% thinner and 12% less in areas that it was a half century ago. And that even within the lifetime of our children, the Arctic Ocean may open, enabling ships to sail over the North Pole. The New York Times reported, noted that the Arctic ice sheet was about seven feet thick at the time. Currently, the ice is about seven feet thick too. I guess it didn't change much. By the 1960s, it appears that worries about a melting Arctic uh, became not as immediate, only to the only to be supplemented by an environmental concern, other environmental concerns. Okay, so that didn't happen. So let's let, let, let's let's scare him with something else. 1967, world famine unavoidable. This is November 1967. Now we're into the population thing. There's too many people. 
It is already too late for the world to avoid a long period of famine. Notice how they frame it. It's already too late. We can't do nothing about it now. What wasn't what, what Gretchen Whitmer, not Gretchen Whitmer, Greta, yeah, Greta Thunberg, yeah. Wasn't she talking about in 2012 or something? By 2020 or something, if we don't do something, it's, it's too late. So anyway, like I said, anyway, it's already too late for the world to avoid a long period of famine, the Salt Lake Tribune reported, citing Paul Eric's prediction of famines by 1975. Eric, you know, I might pronounce his name wrong, excuse me, a Stanford University biologist and author of The Population Bomb. I referenced The Population Bomb in previous podcasts, proposed lacing staple foods and drinking water with sterilizing agents to cut the growing population of the United States, according to the report. Wow. So if you sterilize everybody, you won't have to worry about the climate no more because there won't be anybody here to worry. Notice all these folks that come up with these kind of mindsets are godless people. They don't believe in the Bible. They don't believe in the God of the Bible. They don't believe that God is sovereign. It's all about man. And when you get away from God and it's all about man, basically it's about Satan because he's the God of this world right now. Okay, let's go to 1970, the year I graduated from high school, April. Uh Uh-oh. Wait a minute, before 1939 and 1947, we were worried about uh, the, the ice melting. We were worried about ships being able to uh, sail across the North Pole. Now, 1970, April, a new ice age is upon us. You know, I, I showed a clip where Doc, or not Dr. Spock, Mr. Spock, you know, Leonard Nimini in a previous uh, show where he was talking about the new ice age and it's, you know, it's gonna, we're gonna freeze to death and all this other nonsense. But, you know, they don't wanna talk about that now. Scientists predict a new ice age by the 21st century. Didn't happen. The Boston Globe reported saying that pollution expert James Lodge predicted that air pollution may obliterate the sun and cause a new ice age in the first third of the new century. Well, now they're talking about climate change because they were talking about global warming. So, they ain't, you know, we're in the 21st century. Where's the ice age? Let's see what else we got in 1970. October. Expect water and food rationing. Enriched the population bomb guy went on to predict that America would be rationing water by 1974 and food by 1980, the California Redlands Daily Fact reported. Well, he was wrong. The more people we have, the more technology we have, the more ability we have to raise more food. God said to populate the world, to fill it, and to use the resources. Now, these jokers is running around saying, well, there's too many people. Uh, We're not going to have enough food, enough water. They're not God. 
excuse me, they're not God. They have no foresight. They have no knowledge. And apparently they're wrong because here we are at 2024, excuse me, 2024. And we got plenty of water. We got plenty of food. Uh, food. We just got plenty of foolish people still talking the same nonsense. Let's go to 1971. Disastrous new ice age is coming. This is July 1971. The world could be as little as 50 or 60 years away from a disastrous new ice age, said atmospheric scientist S.I. Razu of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, NASA, and Columbia University. The Washington Post reported, I wonder how much money they paid that guy at Columbia to teach. Because I could have got up there for half his salary and told him that it wasn't going to happen. It is nonsense. But here they are, you know, 50 years ago, about 52 years ago, talking about this new ice age is coming, and it didn't get here. Wow. Let's go to January 1972. We have 10 years to stop the catastrophe. So in 1972, somebody said, we only got 10 years left. 10 years. He said, we have 10 years to stop the catastrophe, said Maurice Strong, then UN Environmental Secretary, regarding the world's environmental problems, according to Swedish newspaper, uh, Dagens, whatever. So, you know, it's starting to get stupid. Well, it's been stupid, but here this guy, and they, and they publish this, and, and I don't know why these papers don't laugh at these people or tell them, you know what, you don't know what. So in 1972, he says we got 10 years. That would have been 1982. It didn't happen. But, but in December 1972, we're going to freeze. I guess 70, the, the early 70s is the, is the real, you know, we're going to freeze stuff. Now, I know when Jimmy Carter became president and we had, a, a, we had gas rationings, you know, and he was talking about turning your thermostat down to 68 or some mess. You know, it was time for, I thought we'd freeze, but not for the reasons these people are saying. Two Brown University geologists wrote a letter to President Richard Nixon reporting that a conference attended by 42 top American and European investigators concluded a global deterioration of climate by order of magnitude larger than any here there too, experienced by civilized mankind, is a very real possibility and indeed may be due very soon. The present rate of cooling, they said, seems fast enough to bring glacial temperatures in about uh, a century into continuing at the present rate. And I'm supposed to believe the science. And I'm supposed to, you know, when these people are telling me all this stuff, trust the science, do what the scientists say. I'm supposed to just take it by faith in them. No. 1974, January. 
Ice Age coming fast. So we have been from 1970 to 1974, and they're still talking this Ice Age stuff. Space satellites show new Ice Age coming fast. The Guardian. Okay. June 74. Ice Age signs are everywhere. So we got this. This is in the summer. They're saying this. Another Ice Age, a Times Magazine headline asks, Telltale signs are everywhere. From the unexpected persistence and thickness of packed ice in the waters around Iceland to the southward migration of a warm, loving creature like the armadillo from the Midwest, the article said. So before they're saying, oh, the Arctic, you know, it's only seven inches. It's going to, the, the oceans are going to inundate us. But now we're going to freeze to death. <sighs> okay, let's continue. 1978, the end, excuse me, no end in sight to cooling trend. How long are they going to push this thing? An international team of specialists has concluded from eight indexes of climate that there is no end in sight to the cooling trend of the last 30 years, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, the New York Times reported. 1979, I guess we go the whole century, I mean, the whole decade of the 70s with this global freezing stuff. The North Pole is melting. There is a real possibility that some people now in their infancy, will live to a time when the ice on the North Pole will have melted, a change that will cause swift and permanent catastrophic changes in climate, the New York Times said. Do not buy the New York Times. It's a waste of your money because none of this stuff happened. Let's continue. 1982. An environmental holocaust. Mustafa Toba, then executive director of the UN Environmental Program, said that if the world didn't change course, it would face an environmental catastrophe which will witness devastation as complete and irreversible as any nuclear holocaust by the year 2000 according to the New York Times. Well, this is 2024. That's 24 years after everything was supposed to be shot to hell. Mustafa. I know people right now that will walk down the street wearing masks. I know people that will do anything that scientists, government officials, or some folks that are quacks in the medical profession will tell them to do without thinking twice. And I know people that all this stuff, they believe. But many of them never took the time 
to see the inconsistency and the nonsense that these people are preaching. Well, the only thing that's consistent now, there, there is consistency. And the consistency is in the fear that they're perpetrating on the American people. The fear and control. But as far as the lies, the fabrications, all the nonsense, please. 1982 May, an environmental holocaust. I've already said that one. Let's go to 1988, September, uh, the, the year my youngest child was born. The mall, the mall dives, the, I'm not sure the pronunciation of it, but the mall dives will be gone by 1992. The small island nation of the Maldives was threatened to be completely covered by a gradual rise in average sea level in 30 years. Uh-oh, we're going from freezing to warm now. You see how they just, you see how they just, they didn't say, well, the ice age is over, it didn't happen. Well, we were wrong about the ice age. Well, there was no, well, the, the common ice age never came. They ain't saying that. They're just switching, you know, just switching. Just like when they were talking about for two and a half years, Trump was a Russian stooge. Trump Trump was, uh, you know, it, it, it was him in Russia. And then when that mess didn't pan out, then they switched to something else. Never said they were wrong. Never said that it was a lie. Just switched to something else. Okay. Agence France... Pressy reported, noting that the end of the Maldives and its people could come sooner if drinking water supplies dried up by 1992, as predicted. The Maldives are still nowhere near underwater. In fact, despite the COVID-19 pandemic decimation of tourism, the nation still attracts new developers. Why would a developer want to spend money over there? Um, in March, an Emirati development company awarded a $148 million contract to build 120 luxury, luxurious overwater and beachfront villas on the Maldives, South Mel Ato. So, this place is supposed to be gone by 1992. Uh, they're building more stuff. Because people like to go there on vacation. And of course, it's not freezing. It was supposed to be underwater now. Now we've switched. See, we done switched into the heat now. 1980, 1989, June. Entire nations will be underwater. A senior environmental official at the United Nations, Noel Brown, says entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if global warming is not reversed by the year 2000. California San Jose Mercury News reported, coastal flooding and crop failures would create an exodus of eco-refugees, threatening political chaos, said Brown, then director of the New York office of the United Nations Environmental Program. You see this? See how they do it? They don't quit scaring you. They just change the tactic. So now there's global warming. No ice age, global warming. 20, I mean 2000, March. Children won't know what snow is. 
before they were saying we can't get enough. We're gonna have we won't know what summer is. <laughs> oh boy. Snowfalls are now just a thing of the past. The independent wrote, children are just going, children aren't going to know what snow is, says I said David Biner, a senior research scientist at the Climatic Research Unit of English University of East Angola, noting that within a few years, winter snowfall would become a very rare and exciting event. Exiting, exciting, well, whatever. While snow is rare in southern England, it still comes pretty much every winter. Well, this is this is amazing, folks. December uh, 2001. In 20 years, no maple syrup in England. The changes in climate could potentially extirpate the sugar maple industry in New England. Uh, within 20 years, according to George Hurt, co-author of the 2001 Global Warming Report commissioned by the U.S. Congress, according to Albuquerque Journal, today, New England still produces plenty of maple syrup. Well, it didn't happen, folks. You can still get your syrup. Your log cabin. Uh, you might not be able to get your ancient mind on uh, you know, they might have got rid of her, but you can still get your log cabin. February 2004, by 2020, European cities underwater. The Guardian reported on a secret Pentagon report that predicted climate change. We're not saying global warming now. It's climate change. See the, you know, we went from ice age to global warming, to over, no, we went from ice age to overpopulation to global warming to now we're at climate change. That's very convenient. It can go either way with climate change. It can be cold, it can be hot, it can be whatever. Okay, the Guardian reported on a secret Pentagon report that predicted climate change will lead to nuclear war. Wow, major European cities will sink into the ocean and Britain would descend into Siberia climate by the year 2020. Didn't happen, folks. More nonsense. More fear-mongering. January 2006. Greenhouse gases will kill us in 10 years. You sort of see a pattern here, people, if you're paying attention. The pattern is to scare you, to scare you into doing whatever those folks think you should do at that time or want you to do at that time. Instead of, <coughs> excuse me, A, using logic and common sense, well, A, trusting God, and B, using logic and common sense. Unless drastic measures to reduce greenhouse gases are taken within the next 10 years, the world will reach a point of no return. Haven't we heard that one before? The Associated Press wrote, paraphrasing Al Gore, the former vice president, a prominent global warming advocate. Yeah, Al got a whole lot of money behind that nonsense. Uh, didn't happen. 
Didn't happen. You know, 2006, 2016, we're approaching 2026. And now I'm still running around talking the same nonsense, scaring people and getting paid. November 2007. After 2012, it's too late. This year was a defining moment of the climate change fight, according to uh, Rajidra Pachuri, then head of the UN Climate Panel. If there is no action before 2012, that's too late, the official said, according to the New York Times. You know, these people... There are all these scientists and these UN representatives and all these folks, they seem to be making a killing. I mean, they're getting paid even when they're wrong. 2007, November, ice-free Arctic Ocean as soon as 2010. Now we're back to being able to swim or, or, or get a boat over the top of the uh, North Pole. Remember that? Way back some time ago, we were reading that stuff. The Arctic Ocean could be free of ice in the summer as soon as 2010 or 2015. Wow, 2010, 2015, you know, five years here, five years. Something that hasn't happened in more than a million years. It, you know, it, it, it amazes me when these people talk about Oh, this happened 15 trillion years ago. How do you know? Is there a record of that? Who was around for that? You guys just pulling stuff out of your butt. Canadian, uh, Canada's Can West News Service reported, paraphrasing polar research, uh, Luis Frontier. Arctic sea ice gone in summer within five years, said an Associated Press headline the following month. At this rate, the Arctic Ocean could be nearly ice-free at the end of summer 2012, said Jay Swally, a NASA client, uh, climate scientist, according to the article. Jay was wrong. Uh, Frontier was wrong. All these jokers are wrong. Uh, December 2007, ice-free Arctic by 2013. Arctica summers ice-free by 2013, the BBC reported our projection of 2013 for the removal of ice in summer is not accounting for the last two Manina, Manima, in 2005 and 2007, a researcher for the Naval Postgraduate School in Monterey, California, told the BBC. So given the fact that you can argue that Maybe our projection of 213 is already too conservative. May, March 2008, Arctic will melt away. If Norway's average temperature this year equals that of 2007, the ice cap in the Arctic will all melt away, which is highly possible judging from the current conditions, said Olav Oram, head of the Norwegian International Polar Year, Secretariat, according to Zenu, China's official propaganda mouthpiece, Norway's average temperature did slightly increase from 2007 to 2008. The ice didn't melt. April 2008, 
the North Pole free in 2008. North Pole could be ice-free in 2008, reported new scientists. Uh, there is this thin first-year ice even at the North Pole at the moment, says Mark Cerisi, director of the National Snow and Ice Data Center. According to the article that raises the specter, the possibility that you could become ice-free at the North Pole this year. We're actually projecting this year that the North Pole may be free of ice for the first time in history, said David Barber of the University of Manitoba in June 2008, according to National Geographic News. Whew. June 2008, Arctic will be ice-free five to 10 years. In five to 10 years, the Arctic will be free of ice in the summer, the Associated Press reported, paraphrasing James Hansen, director of NASA's Goddard Institute of Space Scientists, December 2009. I'm getting tired, folks. Ice-free Arctic Ocean Suez 2014. The Arctic Ocean may be nearly ice-free in the summer as of 2014, Al Gregor said. Yeah, Al. Okay. Let's move on. September 2012. No snow by 2020. Enjoy the snow now. By 2020, it'll be gone, the Australian reported. It still snows in Austria. Last year's snowfall, in fact, was significantly above average. July 2013. Ice-free Arctic in two years. Why do they keep going, going, going? Ice-free Arctic in two years. Hurls methane catastrophe scientist, The Guardian reported. February 2014, no more snow. The end of snow, ask a New York Times op-ed uh, headline talking about declining snowpacks in western United States. The past decade overall has marked no significant snowfall decline in the region. July 2017, we will become like Venus at 250 degrees Celsius and sulfuric acid rays. Oh, man. Now they're getting really scared. Uh, after then U.S. President Donald Trump pulled the United States out of the U.N. Paris Climate Agreement, physicist Stephen Hawkins, I just saw a picture of Stephen Hawkins on Epstein's Island, but that's another story said, according to BBC, we are close to the tipping point where global warming becomes irreversible. Trump's action could push the earth over the brink to become like Venus with temperatures of 250 degrees Celsius and raining sulfuric acid. You know, this guy was supposed to have been smart, right? But he sounds like a complete idiot there. 2017, August. Climate change will end snow. Yeah, you know, I've seen pictures of it snowing like crazy in certain parts of the United States. And this is 2024. Yeah. Spoiler. Snowy retreat. Climate change put Austria's ski industry on a downhill slope. The Sydney Morning Herald reported it's been snowing quite as usual in Austria in recent years, weather data indicates. You know, a funny thing I just thought about. All these predictions of no snow, and I've never seen one article talking about 
well, we're gonna comp, uh, we're gonna cancel the Winter Olympics because there ain't gonna be no snow or nothing to work on. I ain't never seen that. They have it every time. Uh, January 2018, no permanent Arctic ice by 2022. The change, the chance that there will be any permanent ice left in the Arctic after 2022 is essentially zero, said James Anderson, a Harvard University professor of astro atmospheric chemistry, according to Forbes. Another scientist, don't know what the hell he's talking about. July of 20, <clears throat> the end of snow. The end of snow said the Australia Geographic headline could be warming climate be putting Austria's magnificent alpine landscapes at risk. There was no significant lack of snow in Austria, Australia in 2021 or 2022. December 2021, no snow, California. The Los Angeles Times ran a story headline, No Snow, California, could come sooner than you think. A few weeks later, the UC Berkeley Central Sierra Snow Lab announced that California had, I mean, just had the snowiest December on record. How's that for God smacking you in the face for talking stupid? August 2022, the end of snow. The inner snow threatens to append 76 million American lives, Bloomberg reported. Why do, why do you guys spend money listening to these people or reading their garbage? Referring to predictions of snow disappearances in the western United States, a few months later, the Sierra Nevada's mountains had its second snowiest winter on record. March 20. 23. We finally got to the end. She, Arctic ice irreversibly thinning and that continued. Arctic ice has been an irreversibly thinning since 2007, study says. The Washington Post reported thin ice, excuse me, the ice hasn't thinned much over the past decade since 1979. The summer Manima has seen a record low every five to seven years since 2012. However, there has been no new record the data show. Well, I think we've got to the end of this, folks. This, my goodness. What can I say? What could I say? I, I didn't present one biblical reference. I went from 1939 up to 2023 with a bunch of false predictions, naming names, scientists, newspapers, countries, magazines, and all this nonsense. And we keep listening to these foolish people, just like these clowns and devils, just like this World Health Organization guy I just told you about. You know, uh, th these, these people, they're, they're, they're so smart, they're stupid. And they expect us, the American citizens and citizens around the world, just to go along with their nonsense.
I have something else I want to share. I, I put it on a small video, but I want to bring this up here. Let me get it ready. You know, this World Economic Forum is either still on or was just on recently. And these people, all these elites like Al Gore and Bill Gates and and, and a lot of people from, from a lot of countries, a lot of leaders. I'm glad the guy, the new president from Argentina went over there and slapped him upside the head. These people get over here and they try to sit over here and tell us how to live. They sit over and try to tell us what is good for us. Just like I said, trying to get us to eat bugs and quit eating meat to save the planet. And um, all this other stuff but they don't know what's going on. Or let me rephrase that. What they're doing is trying to make us subject to their nonsense and destroy our freedom. But these people are so wacky, so stupid, so so imbecilic that they expect us just to follow anything they do. Like there was this one video, and I didn't present it here, where this class swab was talking about in the future, we won't need to have elections because AI can predict who's going to win. You're going to submit my rights, my citizenship to a machine? I don't think so. You know, these same people, this squab guy is talking about the day's going to come where you're not going to own anything, but you're going to be happy. How is that possible? The only way I could be happy under those pretenses is based on the conditions they laid out as far as they defining happiness for me. Now, during this pandemic, they closed down the stores, they closed whatever, they closed down the schools, they closed down work, they closed down things that you could do intellectually, and they closed down the churches. But they didn't close down the liquor stores, they didn't close down the strip clubs, they didn't close down the uh, medical or legal marijuana facilities. Which leads me to believe that they really wanted to make us compliant, controlled us and compliant. And many small businesses lost their jobs, lost their businesses, mom and pop businesses, local um, organic businesses fell apart. They couldn't compete. And many of them were closed forcibly, were the Costco's and the and the big chain supermarkets and the Sam's Clubs and the Kmart's and the Walmart's and and all these places stayed open, but they shut down a lot of small businesses, and it makes you wonder why. You know, they made it difficult. A lot of property owners had to let people stay in their property that didn't have to pay the rent. Where these property owners, I'm talking about small property owners, I'm talking about people that invested in buying rentals and stuff. But they were still required to pay the mortgage while folks have stayed in some of these homes for over a year and didn't pay a dime. And now some of them are fighting to try to get their money and fighting to kick out folks that didn't pay. Where you got companies like BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street that are gobbling up properties. It seemed like there is a plan in place for the elite, for the higher echelon people, 
to have control over everything. And what's going to happen is instead of you just having the poor, the middle class and the higher up, you're shrinking the middle class and you're forcing them down to the poor. And like I said, the control of meat, the control of food, all this stuff is part of the plan. Now I want to show you a little clip from Davos. This just happened. These are the people that are trying to tell you how to think, how to live. These are the people that claim they get together every year and they have our interests at hand. And we're supposed to recognize, support, and listen to them. Watch this. Na Anuri, no Yuyua, na Wahon, Shinambu Punk, and Tushinan Shavawaki, Shinamu Kikirani, Tan Shavakirani, Tanimu Kikirani. Awama Wununu, Awama Wununu, Numaunu, why? Why shall I? Need I say any more? Need I say any more? It's time for common sense. It's time for people to step up and, and understand what's going on. Start doing your own research, your own thinking. Start looking after your own families because stuff is happening, folks. There's people over here that do not have your interests at heart. They have their agendas at heart. And their agendas are not for your benefit. Think about it. This is Sam Tolley, and I'm out.